Welcome to another episode of Talking Nerdy in the Bedroom with just me. It was too fucking hot this past week. The the bedroom that's turned into a podcast studio gets a little bit swelting at times. However, it's only the first time this year that it's happened. So uh, we decided that I would just do a solo podcast when it got a little bit cooler. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, so last week we had a special episode with without Mike. Uh, we had on... Um, Richard and Nick to talk about fantasy football. The fantasy football um, draft day happened. It was a blast. It was also ungodly hot. Everybody thought they were going to die. We were supposed to play an actual football game after doing the competitions, but it was too hot and only like three, maybe four people out of the 12 wanted to show. And and that's right. All 12 people ended up showing up, which was uh, pretty exciting to have everybody there. Uh, got to see everybody compete, got to see me die because uh, it was too fucking hot. And yeah, got to do all the competitions, get everybody in order, and then do the actual draft while eating pizza. Plus my surprises, which will hopefully I'll probably be posting throughout the week. I meant to last week, but too busy with everything else going on. Um, but I got KJ Osborne, who's a wide receiver for the Vikings, to do a cameo video for everybody. Um, I did uh, some glasses for this league that uh, had the team name on it and when we established the league, which was back in 2021. And then for the new league, which is a chaos league, which is a crazy league, I ended up getting frosted mugs for everybody and everybody seemed to enjoy the whole day. It was a, it was a blast. Uh, already looking forward to next year and also just looking forward to football in general. And when I'm recording this, uh, it is Saturday, so uh, we have already had one football game of the regular season, but all football football starts tomorrow. So I know all the people in the league are excited, and maybe our one listener besides Nick is also excited. So yeah, we'll. I'm sure we'll do another podcast on fantasy football sometime, whether it's next year before the next season, whether it's around Super Bowl time. I'm sure it'll happen. But this episode, though, is actually going to be on uh, one of my favorite shows that isn't like a favorite show, if that makes any kind of sense. It's not a show that I I don't think I've talked about that often, and it's not a show that I, I think I'd recommend to many people unless they said they were a fan of the main actor. And one of the reasons I want to do it is because it just came back after so many years off the air. Um, I want to say the show ended in 2015 and then just came back now, so that's eight years. Um, and that show is Justified, and that main actor is Timothy Olyphant. Or elephant, I don't know. Elephant, we'll call it. Um, fantastic show. Uh, the The original is, I think it's four seasons. Uh, no, six. That's right, six seasons, and it's great from almost start to finish. Obviously, there are some seasons better than others, but you have a U.S. marshal who gets in some trouble in Miami, gets sent back to where he used to live in Kentucky, and uh, has to be a marshal out there. Otherwise, he potentially could lose his badge or get um, suspended or fired. So they transfer him away from Miami. And then you get to meet this cast of characters from his co-workers to his uh, ex-wife to um, people that he knew growing up uh, to people that he knew... Um, later on in life, and it's it's such a well done show. Obviously, it's based off a book. Um, I think it's called Fire. I think the first one's called Fire in the Hole. Um, not sure if I'm remembering that correctly or not. Um, 
but it it's great. It's by Elmer Leonard is the book, and then they turned it into a TV show, and it's it's very well done to the point where you're liking these characters, even the villain, um, who's kind of like an anti-hero a bit. Um, like you're supposed to hate him, and then you eventually grow to like him, and then maybe you hate him a bit more, but then you really like him. Um, and that is uh, played by Walton Groggins or Goggins, I should say. He's in. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, he's the villain in that, or one of the villains besides for um, the phasing girl, Ghost. Uh, he is in The Shield. Um, he is in Sons of Anarchy. In Sons of Anarchy, he's the, like the transvestite that Tig is really obsessed with. He's so fucking good in this show in um, Justified. I was super happy because he was in The Shield as Shane, and I loved him in that show uh, for most of the show, except to like season three or four, whenever he gets the girlfriend, which he's supposed to, because it obviously starts to turn him down a, a certain way. Um, but when that show ended, uh, I was... I didn't know, like, if he would be, like, a big actor. Like, Michael Chiklis from The Shield started doing other things right away because he was the main actor of the show. But the other characters in it, like, they're great, and I was hoping they'd go on to do some other things. And it seems like FX, there's so many characters from all these shows that are in the other shows. They're in The Shield, they're in uh, Sons of Anarchy, they're in Justified, but Walton Goggins, uh, to see him in this as kind of like a main character, like he's the second main character um, behind Timothy, was was great. He, he has such this presence about him, um, and you kind of believe everything he's uh, saying and doing, and just his draw, that southern Kentucky accent that he has in this show is great. Um, just everything he says is kind of captivating, and you, you just want to listen more. They call that out in the show, too, which I like. Um, they, they, uh, not only do they make fun of him for it, they also say that's one of the reasons why he's able to get away with a lot of stuff and talk his... Um, talk his way out of situations that he probably shouldn't because of that like silver tongue that he's got but it's it's so well written it's so well done there's obviously in any tv show that you're talking about has some episodes that um probably could have been done away with but the, from start to finish you're you're kind of hooked and they get you immediately hooked on uh Raylan Timothy's character uh from the opening jump where he ends up shooting like a bad guy making the bad guy draw on him and he draws quicker in a um in a restaurant i believe it is like a hotel restaurant bar but on the outside patio and then from there you meet his new boss you meet his co-workers um you meet all these other characters and you gradually if you didn't start immediately liking them you gradually start to like them and that's not easy for a TV show. One of the reasons that a lot of TV shows get canceled is people don't care about the characters. Sure, there needs to be good story, there needs to be good acting, but if you don't care, like if there's nothing there redeemable about the characters from that uh, from that person's point of view, you you just don't care. Why am I watching this? Why do I care what happens to them? Why do I care what happens to their family? And it really can't just be one character. You have to care about um, and not only like this is a show that's not an ensemble cast. Like if you look at The Office, I would say that is. You look at Game of Thrones, that is. This is a show that's mostly focused, obviously, on uh, Raylan and then Walton um, Grog's character, uh, Boyd Crowder. That's his name. Um, 
So, like, it's mainly focused on them, but these cats characters around them just add so much more to the show. Um, you get to learn everything about, like, his co-workers and his boss and that relationship between Raylan and his boss, the relationship between um, uh, uh, Boyd. Jeez, I keep, I keep wanting to say his real name. Uh, the relationship with Boyd and his, his family from his brother who gets shot dead, which you don't get to see, by his wife, uh, by his father who eventually dies, I think, at the end of season one after getting out of prison. It's you just care and you learn more and then you're invested and you keep going. Um, season one is, is really well done. I think season two is where the show shines to like an 11. Um, season one is more or less about, uh, Boyd and some other criminal activity, but it, it, you're mostly focused on Boyd and Boyd's dad. Uh, second season, you're focused on the Bennett clan. The Bennett clan has this past history with Raylan when he was a kid and um, during like Little League baseball and getting into fights um, with this other clan. It's like the Hatfield and McCoys type of situation. Um, and the acting that is done by Mags, who's played by Margot Martindale. Is that what it, Yeah, I think so. Um she is phenomenal as Mags of the patriarch of her family of having, uh, what she have? She has three boys and it's just done so damn well. And they're that whole atmosphere that they're able to show how uneasy things are while they're trying to be peaceful. is so good. The acting is good. The story is good. Everything about season two is a triumph over season one. And season one is pretty damn good. Um, from there, it does go, I don't want, it doesn't go off the rails, but it definitely has a decline. It, it's still good. It's still fine. It's definitely worth watching. But season two is probably the pinnacle of the show. And I don't think I'm out of turn saying that. I think most people would agree. Uh, Season three, they uh, bring in uh, what the, what do they call them? Carpet baggers, um, which is um, God quarrels that comes in. Oh, I've forgotten his name. Um, the actor, I believe he's from Captain America, the first one. Neil Mc McDonald, McDonough. I don't know. Um, but he's he's pretty good in it as the carpet bagger who's trying to do. Um, trying to get drugs into Kentucky and obviously trying to make money. Um, it doesn't have the same type of like sting or, or caring as the previous season, but it's a good continuation. Um, then season four is more about like Raylan's past. This is where um, somebody you meet in, I think it's season two, um, turns out to have a secret identity um, and uh, like the story kind of unfolds from finding something in Raylan's childhood's home wall um, of an idea of something that's from a cold case. So then it just keeps going from there. Like the story's fine, but it's there. There's something about the first two original seasons of learning about who Raylan is and his character and dealing with that relationship with him and Boyd in the second season, going deep into the history of um, the Raylan's family and the um, God, I keep forgetting their goddamn names. The the Bennett clan, um, like there's just so much there that's really well done. Season five, it seems to be a bit of a, a stretch, just because they go in and they add 
on the the Crow family from I believe it's is it they're they're in Florida, but I don't know if it's Miami or if it's another um, town. And they eventually come to Kentucky, and you get that whole thing, which is fine. It's it's whatever. It's nothing that's gonna break TV or anything. It just seems like a fine continuation. Um, the characters there, like Michael Rapaport, is the the main villain, and he's fine playing the. Um, the the main person of that family while he's trying to bring everybody along, but making sure that it's underneath his uh, his rule. Um, and then season six, because it's the last season, at least it was, it goes back into uh, all about Boyd, and you're trying to arrest Boyd. And that's... I love the relationship with Raylan and Boyd throughout the whole series, so for them to finally go back to that, and the whole point of this season is to get him. Now, they did introduce Sam Elliott as Avery Markham, which was a fine addition. Like I, I think he added to the show. But again, the the focal point of the last season was more or less about Boyd. And that's all um, Timothy Olyphant's character, Raylan, wanted. He wanted to get Boyd, get him behind bars, or have him dead. And just seeing all of their interactions through the entire show... Um, I When the show ended, I was sad to see it end. Looking back at it, I think it was a fine ending. I wish it could have gone on just because I liked those characters, but with hindsight, you look at some of those seasons and go, okay, yeah, they were fine, but they weren't, you know, the best thing in the world, especially after the first couple. So, like, it has a decent legacy for anybody that likes those stories or this type of show, um, and it didn't necessarily, like, run its course too long. Like, six seasons is fine. It wasn't... They didn't keep going for another four and just keep stretching it out. Um, and then eight years goes by. Um, I should say the show ends with Raylan putting um, Walton's character in prison. And he's there, I think it's for life, or for a very long time, at least. Um, so... You, you do get that culmination, and then Raylan's supposed to leave and go move to um, back to Miami to be with his ex-wife if they get back together because she got pregnant. So they had a baby, and then it fast-forwards, and you see that they ended up separating, um, but they're raising their daughter, and she has a new husband. Um, and it's it's kind of a, a decent ending for what the show was. Um except that you never really get to see that Raylan put his wife or his kid like above the job. He always put the job ahead of it. Um, and it kind of shows that with the flash forward where you see that him and her didn't really make it last, and it's most likely because of the job. Um, but it, that itself seemed to fit the character, that he's probably not meant to be happy because it's always about the job or the next person that you're trying to uh, track down. Um, then you fast forward eight years and I heard about this show being renewed, I think it was last year and was very curious to see what they do, um, knowing that it was on Hulu. So maybe they could do a little bit more than what was on FX, although FX was crazy, especially at the time. Um, so it was just going to be interesting to see what story they pulled out because they were going to be going to a different city. This one's called, uh, justified city primeval. So, this one, obviously, you still have Tim the Olfan character, who's like the only character that really returns until the last episode, which I'll get into after. Um, but they end up being in Detroit um, because of uh, a prisoner that he was transporting um, and then going to 
uh, court for that, needing to testify, yada, yada. And I don't know. I'm in the minority. Uh, I'm seeing as I look at this that a lot of people like this, and it's fine. Like, it's a decent continuation of it, but I hated the story. I hated that he was randomly in Detroit, um, and then the judge that was on his case randomly got followed by a bad guy because the bad guy was trying to do something else bad, but got annoyed in road rage, so then he went after the judge and killed the judge, and then randomly the judge has this blackmail book that everybody's gonna want to get at, um... And it just, it's so much coincidence stuff that happens, and I didn't like that. And re I rewatched the original series earlier this uh, summer just to get ready for the new show, and I don't, I mean, there was always going to be some coincidence stuff that helps the story along, but this, because it was only eight episodes long, it everything is just so coincidental that they just had to shove it in to make the story fit, and I hated that part of it. Um, I like Timothy's performance as Raylan. He seemed to be a little bit more reserved than what he was, which after eight years goes by and raising a daughter, you probably would be. Um, I liked his interactions with his daughter in the first couple episodes because, again, he just kept putting work first. And that was supposed to be the overarching theme of is that ever going to stop for him? And we'll get to the, the finale in, in a few minutes. Um, but the the main villain I didn't really care about. So it wasn't the same as with Walton Goggins where I was highly invested in Boyd Crowder's character and what he was doing and watching his character growth and then devolving back into who he always was and then seeing some more growth. Um, you have all of those things, but you don't um, you don't have that with the new one. So the new one, is just like a con artist that went to jail, got out of jail, and then continues to kind of be a, a bit of a con artist and trying to scam people out of money while he has like a scared for her life girlfriend. And you just, you don't care about him. And maybe that was their point because they knew it wasn't going to be like Walton's character where they were going to keep him on for six years. Um, you knew this was going to be a one and done thing and you're not supposed to care about him, but Every time he was on the screen, I didn't give a fuck. Um, the only time I cared is when it was him and Raylan together and they were having conversations. They also introduced a random love interest for, for Raylan that didn't make any sense. Um, because she was the lawyer for the uh, opposing side and he's just kind of fine with that. And then his daughter buys her a drink to kind of flirt for him. And that's all it took for both of them to kind of be interested in each other. It's it's bad. Um, and they get way too intimate way too quick. Because if you think this entire show takes the course of maybe a couple weeks. I mean, in the last episode or the episode before last, they she, he's like just bathing her. And, like, it's just so weird. It's such an intimate thing for only knowing each other for that short a time. And it wasn't, like, in a uh, a sexual type of way. It's more on a I care for you, I love you type of way. But it's been fucking two weeks. So I hated that part of it. And, again, that's probably why I'm in the minority. Um, but it was only eight episodes. I know that you gotta, like, shove that in. But I don't like stories that do that. If there's no reason for this person to like or love this person then i i don't care and it just feels like you're shoehorning it in so that you have a love interest that he can care about and yeah it just didn't work for me um 
But uh, I, w- I did like, um, obviously, Raylan's character. He had a couple different... Uh, his daughter was fine for being like that adolescent uh, kid that kind of doesn't like to listen. That was fine. Um, the the lawyer herself, besides for the romance with, with Raylan, she was fine. And her trying to deal with never really playing the game but wanting to be a judge and then there's this blackmail book and does she use it does she not use it um i i like that part of it um i i enjoyed some of the other uh cops they had on the show but nobody i i couldn't tell you a single one of their names i couldn't tell you most about them and i just finished watching this show maybe an hour before i'm recording this so really it's just Raylan's character who everybody's going to know. It is um Carolyn's character who is the defense lawyer and then uh, Swe- uh Sweetie was on there for a while um as a, a bar owner. Uh he dies in like episode 4 or 5. So yeah, spoilers by the way. Um and he was he was decent in it. Um and then you had, I think it's Clement. Is that his name? Uh, I've already forgotten his name. Um, yeah, I think it's Clement. Um, is the main bad guy. And like, besides for them, who else are you supposed to care about? And there's really nobody. Nobody at all. Um, what I'm just realizing now as I read this, which I, I think I read before, but the daughter in this show is actually, uh, I believe timothy's real daughter in real life because her name her real name is vivian alfent and obviously timothy's name is timothy alfent so pretty sure that's his actual daughter which is cool i did not know that and she was fine um in it she you know she plays a 15 year old girl and she's probably 15 or 16 so probably wasn't that hard of acting and going against her her father's wishes about certain things um but yeah she played a fine character but she's only in like the first two maybe three episodes and then she's appears briefly in the last episode so she's not really there um the ending too was ungodly anticlimactic um so you have this all building up between clement and raylan uh probably since about episode two when they first interact and you're expecting them to uh like shoot it out or have something um and then they end up putting uh, Clement behind a um, like a door that he can't get out of at this like safe house place. And then Raylan goes back for him, but he did end up escaping for reasons involving like a certain mob. But don't worry about that. Um, and then he breaks into the lawyer's house, and Raylan's waiting for him. And they're talking, and then he has a beer. And then uh, Clement goes to give him a video, uh, um, a cassette tape. Because his dad used to sing and he's a singer and it's bad. Um, but anyway, he goes to reach for that and as he reaches for it, Raylan shoots him dead. So very anticlimactic and it just oh, I fucking hated it. It just seems so bleh. Um But from there though, the the only thing I liked about that is that it was the end of Clement, who I didn't really care about. Um, from that though, they then do a flash forward only like six weeks in the future though. Um, and you see that Raylan has retired, uh, as a U.S. Marshal. Um, you get to see Winona, which is Raylan's wife, uh, again, or ex-wife now, obviously, um, 
you get to see her and their interaction and she's a little bit upset that he left the job without talking to her and she's upset that he could never leave the job for her but now that he has a daughter who's 15 years old who he kind of kept putting on the back burner while his career was going on now it looks like he's putting her first which what i thought was a good culmination from season one to season um seven which is season one justified primeval um so you get to see that, that he's more, he wants to be there for his daughter. He doesn't care about the career. And then, because everybody clearly wanted it, and if you didn't want it, you'd never watch the show, they bring on Walton Goggins for, uh, he's probably on the screen for maybe like five minutes, but he's in jail, he's talking to all the people, he says he's sick, says that he's going to be uh, going to a hospital to get checked out. Ends up being a ploy. One of the guards is transporting him is um, like his lover. And so she helps him escape. And then they ride off into the, the sunset, so to speak. And then Raylan gets an alert on his phone saying there's an escaped fugitive from Kentucky. But he sets it aside and keeps talking to his daughter. And then the phone rings for the Kentucky field office of the U.S. Marshals. And that's how the show ends, as the phone's ringing while he's looking at the phone, debating whether or not to answer it. So it sets up a season two, especially if you watch the original show and you forgot, because I did, because it's been so many years. Um, I forgot that the girlfriend that um, Boyd's character has, her fiancé, uh, in the later seasons of the regular show, she ends up getting pregnant and having a kid, but you don't find that out till years later when Raylan um, catches or, you know, kind of finds her. Um, he doesn't arrest her, even though he could because she did some illegal stuff. Um, but yeah, so they have a kid now. So if they do another season of Justified, is it going to be all about Walton Goggins? escaping and um, Raylan's character having to go after Boyd. Uh, is Boyd going to go after um, Ava, which is the the ex-fiance's name? Um, then he's going to find out he has a kid. Like, so there's... I'm more interested in the last five minutes of this fucking show than I was the rest of it, which it reminds me of The Hangover 3, where that movie, they focus too much on... Uh, Ken Jong's character, and they focus too much on Zach Galifianakis' character, who were just like kind of like side characters in the first two movies, where they added little bits of humor to the movie, but they weren't the main focus. And in the third movie, we just had like their whole movie; it's all about them. And in the last couple minutes, they get roofied again, and then crazy shit happens. They wake up, and um, one of them has tits, and there's so much stuff wrong with the hotel room. And I'm more interested in what actually happened during that time or what's going to happen after for those, like, minute at the end. And that's what this one reminded me of because I was super excited to see Walton um, uh, just because I thought it might just be a quick little cameo. Then when he mentioned that he had to get transported, I was like, okay, so he's going to escape. So they're trying to set up a season two, and that's kind of, like, exactly what happened. I'm very interested to see season two if it's with Raylan and Walton. Um, if they brought back some other characters from the uh, original, I'd be all about that as well. Because um, you have, um, obviously, um, Art, who was Raylan's boss to begin with, but then I believe he retired. Uh, you have Tim Gutterson, his co-worker. You have Rachel Brooks, his other co-worker. Um, obviously, you have Ada Crowder. 
Um, and then you have uh, Winona, his wife, and then obviously his real life daughter and daughter in the show. Uh, like they have a lot that they can go off of if they wanted to do a season two that would bring like I'd be excited for that. Um, if they have another series where really none of those characters are involved, especially Walton's character. I, I Again, I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to be probably watching it with super low expectations. Again, I'm in the minority. A lot of people love this show, and maybe it's because it's been eight years, and it, you still get to see Raylan being Raylan, just a little bit more reserved, but there's something about it, especially after just watching the original, that doesn't live up to it, and it's because of the other characters. So, if they're able to bring back the characters I care about, or find a way to make me care about more of these characters, then I'm all about it. Um, but I don't think it's been officially announced yet. The show ended, I want to say, like two or three weeks ago, so it hasn't been that long. Um, so we'll see. It was eight episodes long. I, I wish it was longer because the other ones, I think, are either... 10, 12, or 13 episodes for Justified. Um, so a little bit longer would have been good. Uh, I So that at least you can flesh out some more of these characters. But we'll see what they do. I, I don't think any of the main actors are really doing anything. Timothy Olfant, he's been great in a lot of TV shows he's done, but he's never made it as like a big-time actor like uh, George Clooney or Brad Pitt. Um, but he's killed it on so many TV shows like Justified, like Deadwood. Um, so I'll, I'll be curious if he's interested in continuing this and continuing those stories with Raylan, or if he just wanted to come back for a one-off. And if he just wanted to come back for a one-off, I question why they had Walton Goggins character show up at all. Um, even though to me, again, that was the best part, but yeah, so those are my thoughts on justified and justified, uh, primeval or city primeval. And we'll we'll see what happens. If they do another one, I'll obviously talk about it. It'll probably be another solo podcast. I don't believe Corey or Mike watch the show because they're idiots. Um, but yeah, next week we'll be back in the booth. It should be all of us. It's supposed to cool down weather-wise. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see. It, it could be The Witcher. It, it could be... Um, Twisted Metal, um, I know Ahsoka's out right now, but it's not over yet. When it's over, we'll review that. Um, so it could be a few things, and as the weeks go on, we have the new Saw movie that comes out, and I'll definitely be seeing that, so we'll definitely be doing some type of review on it, whether it's just me or whether it's everybody. We're hoping for everybody. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned for everything that we have coming, and thanks for listening. <laughs>